0: Hello and welcome to TUSB Conversations. Our guest today is DNI expert Ishruti Sarup. Shruti, welcome to TUSB Conversations and welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Danish. It's my pleasure to be here.
0: Great to do. Well, last time I remember when you were in our organization, we had this long discussion about how women should be um, should be there in the workforce because that's 50% of the country's population. And when the pandemic came and we are still going through the pandemic and I I hope this ends soon and organizations can wake up and also the the gender diversity conversation which uh, which always takes a backseat but fortunately now people are talking about it and it's because of people like you. So my question to you, how has the pandemic impacted gender diversity within organizations?
1: Thank you for this question, Anish. Uh, in the last two years of the pandemic, we've had uh, very interesting narratives. Initially, I remember when uh, in 2020, when it started, there was a lot of conversation around how it has impacted women in terms of their careers, um, because most responsibility of handling home, children, the entire family fell on women. So we saw a lot of women um, leave the workforce. And um, sadly enough, in terms of percentages, I think there Mm -hmm. isn't much of a difference that has happened. We are still seeing Mm. a drop in the number of women in the workforce uh, because Mm. of the pandemic. What though happened is that we've seen organizations open up to flexible working hours, Mm. which has meant that a lot of women who earlier could not pick up positions or roles in organizations because of the need for a 9 to 5 or a 24 by 7 uh, requirement at within organizations have managed to do smaller roles uh, the gig roles and mm-hmm. have come back into the workforce mm-hmm. so um, so the as i said so two sides one is that there's a positive where we are seeing more women pick up flexible roles organizations opening up to the gig economy Smaller roles being looked at and considered. So yes, you have more women's feeling that their career aspirations in the long run will be met. In huh. fact, there was a survey that was done uh, late last year where by CultureAmp, which said that um, in terms of aspirations, the, the career aspirations of women have gone up by 12% because of pandemic, because they now see ro- uh, a light at the end of the road. Mm -hmm. Uh, The negative, as I said, is that uh, a lot of women who were earlier in full-time roles have taken a beating, have managed to, uh, have lost their jobs and um, now are looking at opportunities of coming back with the offices opening up or hybrid Mm -hmm. opportunities. So Mm yes, it has had a dual effect. So it's it's something to be seen how it takes on now with uh, the world opening up.
0: Mm -hmm. So there have been some gains, right? But... Women in general, there are underrepresented in the corporate ladder. And what do you think the reasons are for this? Uh,
1: I think we've we've been uh, ever since we started talking about women in the workforce. Uh, some basic uh, reasons that we all agree to is that we have enough women at the start of the ladder. So hmm. a lot of women come in um, as engineers, as graduates. Uh, at the lowest rung of the ladder within organization, there's a significant slippage that happens around middle management with about five to eight years of experience, huh. which organizations are not able to deal with. So it's after, um, you know, around the marriageable age or around maternity and thereafter. So there's that entire chunk from the time when you're in your early 30s till your 40s that there we've seen. Um, Organizations are not ready for it in terms of flexible working hours, which Uh is what I was saying earlier as well. Uh Um, And the second big thing is because we don't have that kind of mindset and I have always, always said this. Organizations are a part of the society we live in. Uh So, um, it's not like there's a different person who's going to uh, to the office and a different person who's at home. We are all the same people at home or in organization. So unless we change the mindset, it becomes Mm. very difficult to accommodate women into workforce. Uh, An example Mm. that I'll give Mm -hmm. you Mm. is that you see a lot of men in their uh, late forties, for example, or even otherwise, who will come up and say that uh, I think you'll do a better job being at home and raising kids. Or why don't you spend the first five years of your, you know, when your children are small, maybe be at home, help uh, raise them till they're about five, seven years of age, then come back into the workforce. Men tend to network um, at their peers or lower levels. Men tend to network at higher levels. So because we know this data, why do we still believe that we can't network? Why do we believe men have an edge? Everybody has a different way of rising up in their corporate uh, careers. It's a question of finding those strengths. It's a question of finding my sweet spot. what is my niche and then just building on it. Hmm.
0: And do, do you think allyship plays a role and, and there's a gap in that area? And what are some ways of bridging that gap?
1: Oh, huge, huge role. Um, any women I speak to across industries, across geographies, each one of them and including me and I can say this from my own experience, uh, having a male ally stand up for you, having somebody just tell you that it's okay, Um, having mentors in the system around you plays a huge role because the world beats you down, it beats everybody down irrespective, it's gender agnostic, right? Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. having someone to hold your hand and tell you it's okay, you know, be resilient, come back up and you'll be able to do this well it just takes you to a different level altogether. We definitely need men who can advocate for us, who can create more champions, who can create more allies, who can um, just hold your hand when uh, when the going gets rough and say hmm. that it's okay, it's a phase, get it over. Women are anyways resilient. It's just a question of somebody giving them the pep talk, the right talk at the right hmm. time.
0: Hmm. Hmm. I, I, I understand because what you're saying, an allyship is, is a very strong... Uh, Bolt which can take you in a good direction, right? And if, if that allyship is not there, Shruti, uh, this toxic masculinity masculinity which, which arises. And that's a very dangerous thing because somewhere you feel, you know, this is the way to go about it, but it harms a lot of people. It can at a personal level, at a professional level. And more and more, you know, uh, workforce is about, uh, you know, both the sexes coming together and working together. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're making a policy or, or working on a project, and if you are not on the same page, you feel that, you know, I, I have that air about myself and your project goes for a toss.
1: Uh, I am so glad you spoke about tox- toxic masculinity because um, we don't speak about it. And it I think it breaks down mm-hmm. um, everybody.
0: So, uh, Shruti, on, on that note, I want to thank you for being part of the USP conversations. Uh, we'll have more conversations coming up for you.
1: Thank you for having me here once again. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be a part of TOSB Conversations.
0: You are listening to TOSB Conversation starters with diversity and inclusion expert, Shruti Swaroop. Shruti is a facilitator of behavior-based learning programs that enable individuals and organizations to move to the next level of clarity and acceptance. As a certified coach, she has worked closely with various CEOs, HR heads, women professionals, and mid-level executives, and also mentored several women entrepreneurs across the world. Talk to our team to find out how Shruti can help you shape the d focus within your organization, and stay tuned for more such micro-conversations on our podcast every fortnight.